So hi, Sandra. Welcome. Hey, Julie. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. So um, would you like to tell us a bit about the project you've been working on, the Druid Wisdom Oracle? I'd love to. Yeah, I'm very excited. I've got my first deck um, sitting in my lap here um, and they arrived just a couple of weeks ago. So I'm pretty thrilled to be um, celebrating these yeah. cards. It's really exciting. So are these, is this like a prototype deck and you're going to be releasing it later? Is that what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been a bit of a whirlwind um, project. Um, never um, thought of even doing something like this um, yeah. at the beginning of March. And, yeah, this is just a 20-deck run because I wanted to see how they looked and give them a bit of a test run and have some people also give them a bit of a go as well and see if they're okay. Cool. So how many have you got left? Oh, I've got five decks left. Oh, so, so yeah, not many. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, I reckon you might get a bit of interest. So, so when, when can people expect them to be um, more, have more available? Yeah, um, well, I'm going to have my sort of launch celebration in, um, you know, hey, my cards exist in um, January right. in um, New Zealand. So oh. after that, I'll I'll do a bigger print run and um, they'll be, you know, available through, um, you know, different different channels. But this is just a little test, test right. run now, but early next year. Awesome. So they might even be updated and refreshed by then. Who knows? Yeah. 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 Actually, it's, it's just that um, pragmatic thing, just a different card stock, you yeah. know, and a little box because Making they're... Making feel good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> So tell us the story about how the journey came about. How did you end up making these and what was the inspiration behind it? And yeah, what, what is, um, like, what can people expect when they use the cards? Oh, there's so many questions. Okay. Let's start from the very beginning. How did it come about? Yeah. How did it come about? Well, it wasn't really intentional. I, um, I just written a book and published it and that was really good. I was in a really happy space and I went grocery shopping on Sunday afternoon and I was grocery shopping and all these images and words and concepts for a deck of cards just like came crashing down on me, which sounds really weird. So I kept shopping and all these strange images were coming into my mind. Um, now I have been studying druidry for lots and lots and lots of years. Um, so they were actually really inspired by my practice and dru of druidry. Yeah. So I came home um, with my grocery bags and I threw my grocery bags onto the kitchen table and raced into the bedroom and got out a piece of paper and a bar and just scribbled um, all these ideas and drew these really dodgy drawings for what each card was. And it was, it was quite bizarre. I'm going, oh, my God, what is going on? So it was a real shock of inspiration you know it was like Arwen at its at its finest yeah. and, and and craziest yeah so that that's that's how it come about it's completely unexpected and the next week um you know I kept um adding to the whole concept what the spreads were and there was a few you know other cards that that, that came through so it was a really bizarre unexpected thing so so what was like you know, what was like the first card that you had come through or was it a number of them at the same time or did you just suddenly see the whole deck like yeah look it was about 20 of the cards that actually came through in that first you know that that grocery shopping um yeah. crazy time and look I've got it written in a book you know because there was sort of a, an order you know I had to like going 
oh, please mind, you know, stay in my mind so that I don't forget you. And then, um, you know, then more, you know, came through that afternoon. So I know it sounds kind of bizarre and no, it was really it not the normal thing for me, but that's yes. how it happened. No, it doesn't it sound is. bizarre to me at all. I, the only song that I've written that I really like came to me in the car driving back from grocery shopping as well. And, um, <laughs> and I had to run inside and write down the lyrics and get the, get the, keys you know the, the notes Excellent. for the guitar like in that second or it was gone so yeah, yeah i totally get it yeah <laughs> oh that's good i'm going yeah. either we're both very crazy or we're both amazing people or, yeah. yeah it's just how places. it happens yeah oh, but, yeah really. but i'm interested like um in you know what what are the cards like what what can people what sort of themes do you have in the cards because i haven't seen the deck yet oh, no so. i know yeah i've been i've been a little bit cautious about releasing too many images but Essentially, um, they, they are, do draw from the, like um, the wisdom of ancient and reformation or um, or you know restoration druids as well mm -hmm. as um, principles of, of modern druidry. Now, I am a long-term um, member of the Order of Bards, Ovates and Druids, but they're not like a um, Bards, Ovates and Druids sort of complete system that you know they're inspired by different sources as well so i suppose you can use them in different ways they can just be um nice images and you can draw a card a day and and be inspired to um reflect on that card but they also have um different um layers of druidry through them so they might be used as a system to help you learn a bit more about um different aspects of druidry yeah. um and if you are a member of a druid order maybe they they might help you a little bit um, as well because they do link in with um, a few concepts as practice in modern druidry um, for example they um, they do um, some of the cards link into the the different um, grades or, or layers of druidry with the bards and the ovates and the druids which as you know has been around since um, ancient times so yeah, that, that's the quickest, I suppose, overview I can give. Yeah, right. So, but you also, I, I think I've seen just some of them laid out and I think I noticed a couple of deity names in there. And, yeah, um, yeah. And so there's different, um, there's um, six um, archetypal um, feminine cards or um, that relate to Celtic goddesses and um, as well as um, six um, masculine deities that are that are Celtic focused. Mm -hmm. There's also um, the different um, seasonal celebrations, eight mm -hmm. different celebrations of the year that um, are in the deck as well, and um, even like um, earth, air, fire, water. You know those wonderful um, four directions and principles, and a few other cards that relate to just general sort of druid lore about plants and animals and 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 um, stars and and different concepts. Because as you know, you know the ancient druids they were um, into astrology and followed the path of the stars, you know, across the sky mm -hmm. and plotted out the time of the different celebrations. So yeah. there's those in the deck as well. Lovely. Yeah, I've just been reading some of um, that Taliesin by John Matthews and it talks about all of the style lore in there that I hadn't looked at before, um, which I found fascinating. It sort of gives you a different understanding about the, the depth of meaning in all these stories. So yeah, that's amazing. All of the different levels that you're getting into there. It's cool. It's um, a brilliant book. I love that book. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. A great, fantastic. Yeah. 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 Um, 
but yeah, I'm sure people will get so much out of looking at your cards and to, like using them as a, like, I love visual representations and how you can use that to use, use them on your altar or use them as a meditation and use them for reading. Have you, have you made up your own, um, like formats for reading for laying yeah, things out? Yeah, yeah, well? I've got a few really simple spreads as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, um, that, that will work with the cards and, but I, you know, or you can simply, as I said, choose a card a day or, you know, I love the concept also of having them, you know, displayed um, on an altar or a special place depending on the time of the year or what's your particular focus. So, yeah, that, that would be another lovely use for them. Yeah. And so do they come with a book as well? Yes, I do. Yes. I've got a little um, little booklet that I um, wrote and that's something... I will, you know, hopefully expand upon and, you know, make a, a proper book. But it, it's like a, a booklet that gives, you know, a few more meanings, a few more, um, you know, of the layers of the historical meanings of the cards and a little bit of the, the symbolism. It's not huge um, because I there's a lot of research that needs to go into it. And I just literally haven't had the time because this has been such a wild journey for me. So, yeah, yeah there, there is there is some um, extra notes available in, in a booklet. So that that's exciting. So yeah. that's that's probably my next course of work. Yeah, right, to get right. that So that's finished. the sort of thing that people might expect if they get the the updated edition later on. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah, 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 exciting. yeah. Great. So so maybe you could tell us just a little bit about um, what these like how these things have all been important to you. Like what role druidry has played for you, and how like what why what is it about your druid path that's made you want to create something like this? Or was it just okay. simply that inspiration or, or was there a sense of like like having, you know, a lot of people do things they want to give back to the community or you want to, you, you get, you because you've gone a long way with your studies, right? Have you, have you completed Druid grade? In that um, I actually, yeah, I, I um, as I said, I'm a long-term member of the yeah. Order of Bards at Bates and Druids, and it's not the only way to practice Druidry, of course, but yeah. it's something that, you know, that I've been um, studying with. So I have um, finished the old Druid course, and I've gone back and got the new Druid course, and oh, I'm still working through so they... I don't think I ever really want to ever finish it no, properly, right. you know, and I'll probably go back and start from the beginning. So, um, yeah. yeah, so, but what I love about Druidry is that it, it does honour everyone's creativity you know I just love that and, and, and inspiration and you know um, originality so it's something that I really treasure you know in the in the every day um, and I love seeing that in others as well so and this has been I suppose the, the thing is it's been such a crazy journey for me because even though I like draw I do pen and ink and when I paint I paint <laughs> Probably my, you know, like, probably your son paints better than I do. You know, I'm pretty bad with colours. <laughs> um, so part of the, the the journey was actually like learning to use technology and an iPad and a pencil, um, which is really funny. So you're marrying this, you know, concepts of, you know, inspiration and creativity with the really modern um, technology. And that's druidry, I think, because it, it, we, it works, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, tell me more about that. Like so, so how is that druidry? Because yeah, what do you what do you mean there? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I think you know, druid, one day druids, as you know, we we don't live in we don't 
well, some of us do maybe, we don't live in forests, um, you know, far away from other people. Um, many of us need to live in urban lives and we embrace technology. And right now, as you know, we, it's amazing because we're talking through a telephone and yeah. seeing each other <laughs> miles away. Exactly. So I think that, <laughs> yeah. I think that, you know, part of modern Druidry is actually, you know, the Druids of old, they were cutting edge, you know, they were scholars, they were learned, they were, you know, they were the, you know, the academics as well as the priests. They were people that, you know, probably were in the, the cutting edge of technology and star law. And using technology like an iPad and a, in a Apple digital pencil, you know, I think it's still really druidic because we're cutting edge and we're, we're learning, yeah. you know, that love of learning. So I think it's really druidry. I love that. That's fantastic. Because there, there's a tendency to think of druidry as being all old worldy. But, yeah, so many of us are online all the time and discussing things and sharing things through the internet or, yeah, like you are using. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great analogy. Yeah, fascinating. Um, so how did you end up finding Druidry yourself? Like how did you come about it? Was it like is it, when did you find Druidry? Because you're probably okay. in Australia, one of one of the you know people that have been doing oh. druidry for a very long time, yeah, but has a lot of understanding of it. Okay, you know, so you're not just some up, in the country, loving person the bush. <laughs> starting this oracle deck. You're somebody with a long, long, um, you know, understanding of the tradition. So how did you how did you end up finding it? When was it? Okay, so I travelled in Australia years ago and I had this one of these, you know how those weird moments that echo through time and I was <laughs> Western Australia and there was an ancient order of Druid Lodge over there and I looked at the doors and I went, I said to my friend, I'm going to like be a Druid and she laughed at me. So anyway, so fast forward a few years and I was over in England um, and I was planning over there and the Order of Bards, Ovates and Druids just opened um, back then in the late 80s and um, I saw the little ad in the paper. So I went, oh my God, amazing. So I actually joined um, Ovod when I was in England and I still remember going to my first um, event and it was actually in Philip and Stephanie's house yeah. and I was terrified. I was going, oh, my God, who are these crazy people? You know, because I really hadn't had too much contact with other people. And I knocked at the door, knock, knock, and this man with this amazing curly hair, you know, opened the door and it was actually Philip Cargon, who's the chosen chief of the Order of Bards of Druids. And I thought... Oh my God, he is just such a nice man and he's humble. He's just opening the door to just let me in. You know, so, you know, I love the coursework, but also, you know, the people involved in it were um, really special. So I was very happy. You know, the timing was just perfect. So then I came back to Australia and, you know, practiced druidry by myself because I was the only druid in the village and there wasn't many <laughs> other people doing this stuff. Yeah. And now there's so many amazing people, you know, like practicing this amazing spiritual tradition. It's yeah. it's just wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And um, so how, how have things changed since then, do you think? And um, like to get to the point where you have been the only druid in the village to the point where... <laughs> You're sharing this oracle card deck with a fairly big community that's quite happy to receive it and, you know, wants what you have to share. Um, you know, that that's a big a big change over that time. Like, what, what other changes have you seen come about in that time? 
Yeah, well, I, I think people, you know, have recognised how important earth-based spirituality is. And I think, you know, this is a way they can connect with that. Um, and I think it's just that gradual, you know, just time. You know, and years ago, you know, the um, assemblies when people used to get together with druids, there was like, you know, maybe 14 or 15, you know, people from all over Australia. And now, you know, we've got, you know, over 50 people, you know, coming together that can actually physically get together um, to practice their druidry in whatever shape and form. Mm. And I, I just think people find it's an amazing kind of spirituality. And we're not living in the old country of England. We're living in Australia. And I think we have, you know, as per your book, you know, wonderful challenges, um, you know, living in Australia. But I think we're very lucky to be living here too because it's an amazing country and very special. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so in your in your Oracle deck, um, your, your being in Australia, does that play any influence in how you've created it or have you made it sort of more accessible to a wider Druidry audience? Is there, oh, it's, yeah. Is and that it's always a hard decision? Because, yeah, <laughs> no, good question. Um, when when the, the concepts and different basic images for the cards come through, they they just they were what they were, if, mm. if that makes sense. But in the actual drawing of the cards and the the details, some Australian stuff did you know come through. Yeah. And there's a few you know there's Australian animal the platypus, which is you know um, indigenous to Australia. You know it's like a Australian um, creature that's that's found nowhere else. And um, there's like gum leaves you know appearing in one of the trees is a local Morton Bay fig tree um that's just down the road from me so they do they have their own specific cards or are they part of the artwork of other cards um they're part of the artwork of other cards oh, right. um yeah so the the, the, the wonderful Morton Bay fig tree is um, actually the, the Merlin card and, you know, Merlin who's, you know, in within the tree, um, you know, linking to the time, you know, mm. um, Merlin, you know, was potentially, you know, locked within the hollow tree by Vivian or um, Yimue, um and also, you know, how he was lost in the forest, you know, like crazy after the battle and, you know, um, wandering through the, the trees and the wilderness. So, but it just was completely right to have a Morton Bay fig tree because a wonderful way they they grow and they send down the runners like a banyan tree, you know, and it's um, create new trees from that one original tree, you know, continue to branch out where they can cover you know, like um, a huge expanse of ground from the one tree. So I just love the symbolism of that as well. Yeah, it's similar to like a U sort of energy, isn't it, that growing around itself? Yeah, and, and regrow, you know, <gasps> continuing, you know, that, that, that life from new shoots. So, yeah, so... Yeah, it wasn't based around. I mean, I've got to say, I think that would be fantastic to do a, you know, you know, specific Australian deck. Hey, maybe that's an idea for us in the future. But yeah, but um, yeah. So, but it wasn't. It's not particularly um, Australian. It's not particularly, you know, English. So there's a lot of, you know, um, images that hopefully are, are universally, um, you know, seen. But a lot of the, um, the images which is really hard to see unless you're really familiar with these images. They're actually um, 
been modified from Pictish stone carvings. I have a particular love for those wonderful you know, Pictish stone carvings, you know, from the 600s, you know, through to 800s. And some of the, the images are actually based upon those stone carvings because I think they, they just have those wonderful ancient celtic echoes um, that still call through to today. So that that's mm. one thing, you know, I did incorporate in quite a few of the cards. Mm. So it's almost like you're you're going you're quite quite a broad understanding of, of Druidry's role in these cards. Like in, in yeah. your Australian aspects being part of it and also the Pictish things which are almost like that, that earlier or, or just wider sense of Celtic identity. That's really interesting. Um, which card was the platypus on? That was on the water card. And so the platypus is like there swimming in the water. And beside it is the salmon of wisdom, which is based off, the salmon is based off uh, a wonderful old Pictish stone carving as well. So, um, yeah, so then you've got, you know, it's quite, you know, unusual in a way you've got this wonderful Australian creature, you know, based on this, um, you know, on this card that links to this ancient Pictish carving and which links to, you know, the, the wonderful myths of, of the, the salmon of wisdom, which is which is very Celtic, but mm. um, probably echoes across other cultures as well. Mm. Awesome. Um, did you did you put any other cultures things in there or is it mainly just Australian and... Um, yeah, no, uh, no there's no Native American um, and there's no, well, not deliberate and there's no, um, you know, native um, Indigenous Australian Aboriginal images that, that are really in there. There's some things, I suppose, that, you know, have appeared in different rock carvings and cultures, you know, like the, the, the images of um, um, spirals, you know, which are universal, but there's no other real specific cultural images in there that are that deliberate mm. you know there's like one of the cards have um <coughs> you know um an image like from the paps of um anu from ireland um so they are they generally are pretty centered in in in, in celtic um mythology and and background yeah. more than anything else yeah right I, I feel like they would be quite relevant to nearly anybody living in australia though if they've got a little bit of australian and a lot of celtic and a little bit of pictish and sort of surrounding things it's, yeah sounds like and the, something and the other thing is to. yeah the other thing is that um some of the cards actually do feature um different australian um druids as well oh really <laughs> yeah. Who, who? <laughs> uh, yeah it's not that obvious but um there's one there with our lovely um south australian musician um you know casey so he's like you know sort of an image in one and the master bard of australia um michael he's in another one um and also there's one there's another one um emigan which i actually think relates a little bit to you with your practice of the song of emigan which yeah. you um brought in so oh, lovely. there's those sort of you, oh, you know it's so nice. as i created you know those those you know there's those links and layers in there so Maybe they're not really, you know, like obviously Australian, but there's so many Australian um, concepts that are linked in, such as that. Yeah. And even 
even um, there's one card that's got a, a a gateway. It's the Beltane card, and that gateway um, is actually modelled off. Um, a, a creation that was formed by one of our local druids for the um, assembly oh, yes. two years ago. So it's woven in yeah, there, right. though. It's subtle. So yeah. those of us that are in the community will, will maybe recognise bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. What yeah. a beautiful thing yeah. to share. That's so yeah. lovely. Yeah. Um, I really want to know what the, the sort of – um, what the cards are? Are you? Is that not something that you can tell us? Like, can you say, oh, there's, uh, uh, or is there? Is there kind of a, um, like, did you think about it sequentially? Like, is you know how the tarot deck has like the yeah, pool yeah. at the beginning and and the, it's sort of a journey to the is it the world at the end? Um, you know, yeah. it's like a journey that you can go through. Is is does your card deck have a kind of learning journey they do they do they, they do. do have a bit of a journey yes that's a great question or as i say there, there are multiple systems within the system mm. so they start and i will say they're not numbered this is just how they are envisioned so mm -hmm. i actually didn't have numbers on them but you know the system is um some of the cards linked to the the different grades of the bard and the ovate and the druid and the different laws associated with each of those um, levels. Um, so there's a system of nine of them that, that, that link to those, um, the Bardo, Vate and Druid and the different laws with each of the grades. And then it's gone into the, um, you know, next I have in my, in my mind, you know, with the earth, air, fire, water cards. So that's that little system that links in there. And then the different, um, the six, you know, six gods and six goddesses, which are Celtic, they, um, they have their own stories within each other and I suppose it was really hard because I part of me rationally went, well, there's more than six Celtic goddesses, you know, gods, mm. archetypes. Yeah, but how did you choose? That's, that's really what, you know, was, was um, it just felt right at the time. Which ones did you choose? Um, I chose, there was Keridwin. Of course. Okay, I'll flip through my card. There's Keridwin, there's Lou. Okay, where are my cards? Mor the Morrigan. Yeah. And she was she was like really funny that that Morrigan energy because initially she wasn't in the first you know like you know like first cut of cards and then a few days later it was just like this vision of this wolf and you know it's like I'm the Morrigan and I need to be in your cards as a wolf and I went oh okay. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but that's just sounds that's about just, right. Yeah, sounds yeah. how it works. Um, Kadunos. And there's actually um, three different cards that relate to Bridget, who I think is a really important aspect of Druidry. Mm, so, so Bridget um, has actually got three <coughs> cards. She um, is um, Bridget as the, the healer and she's um, Bridget as the, the, the smith. Um, the you know the forger, yep. and also Bridget, um, who is the poet as well. So she has three different cards, but mm. that's really right, I think, because yep. there's three different aspects. Even though, you know, people often think of her as being the one. She's that wonderful triplicate um, goddess. Mm. Um, there's Arthur, of course. You know, you've got to have Arthur. I mean, Druidry, you, you have to have you have to have Arthur. Yeah. Um, flicking through. Um. There's Merlin, as I said earlier. Yeah. Um, there's 
Ogma or Aina. Mm -hmm. And if I was really organised, I just would have looked through my thing. Um, Emigan, who um, is really, you know, important for multiple reasons. Um, Epona, um, who I just adore Epona. And she's that wonderful, you know, the sovereignty of the land. So, you know, to me, that's what she represents, you know, within the system. And Richard Poetry, Earth. And there's, so they're, they're the, um, I hope that's all of them. They're uh, the, so, um, yeah, that's all. That's, that's all, I yeah. That so they're, the, they're the, the, the Celtic um, goddess, god, you know, masculine, feminine archetype mm. cards that are within the deck. So, um, you know, standalone ones. Wonderful. Um, and have those all been important ones for you? Um, well, it was one of those things, the inclusion of those was really not, it wasn't really a, a brain thinking decision. It was more like an inspired decision. Mm. You know, if I'd sat down and thought about it, there's probably others that, you know, I would have rationally put in, but, you know, it's the deck sits, they're the ones that, that I was inspired to put in. Yeah, right. They're the ones that turned up on the day. They were the ones that turned up and yeah. said, yes, you know, <laughs> I'm out there. I'm here for you. I need yeah. to be in this deck. Yeah, so, which yeah, means it's, yeah. it's not so much about you, is it, then? It's about, you know, the, the Arwen coming through isn't it and it's like this that's, is bigger than you <laughs> that's actually how it felt really yeah. yeah so if i was rational and sensible i i wouldn't have done it you know it was mm. like a bit crazy but it was wonderful you know crazy and wonderful oh it's yeah. so fun isn't it just letting it go and seeing what happens um yeah but so is how many cards are there all together so we've done so this yeah, there's 33 cards that are proper cards. Um, and just in the deck, there's a couple of other, you know, like little, um, you know, like extra cards. So you um, have one really for Arwen the or? The blurb. Yeah, and one of them um, features the, the Gorseth prayer or the, oh. or the Druid's prayer. Yeah. Because um, I, I think that's, you know, a lovely, you know, concept. So I wanted that, that in, you know, inspired words within the deck as well. Mm, beautiful. That sounds amazing. So, um what kind of readings can people get from them? Like, do you do, you do like a revert? Are, are you going to plan like to do reading explanations of them? Like, because you talked a bit about them being um, like a, a kind of teaching device. Um, so you could learn about the energy of each one. But will you also give information on, on reading? Like, definitely. So will there be definitely. like a reversed meaning for each of them or or not? Like, how well, would you I, I have definitely a reverse? see them as a you know, a divination set, yeah. you know, I, I love tarot and I'm, you know, I, I definitely believe that they're a tool for divination, yeah. you know, for providing oh, that I love tarot too. insight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, they, each of them has got little three words, three sort of concepts, you know, um, or hints on them because I wanted them for the people that wanted this to be immediately usable you know so you can pick up the deck you can shuffle them and you go there's some hints on the cards and you you look at the picture and you look at the words and you go there's a meaning there yeah so there's um you know three different hints um on them as well as you know the booklet has a, a deeper meaning so most of them are actually really positive if that makes sense yeah. there's no sort oh, of dark decks, you know yeah some yeah. decks there's just no way to do them upside down like how do you yeah, so some yeah. of them, I think, if, if people choose to read them, 
you know, upside down or reversed, and people, you know, have their preferred ways of reading. Mm. Um, some of them, I have given the, the alternative meaning for uh, some of them, which, you know, is very much a, a bit of a, you know, different slant on things that are a little bit different from the card. But I suppose anything that's, that's fairly positive, if taken to the extreme, it has the potential to be harmful mm. or unpleasant. Mm, true. So, yeah, so I think that would be the best way to read them in a reverse manner to actually say maybe something a little bit out of kilter. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of, um, you know, something, you know, like being affirming, life-affirming or positive, it, it can actually mean that there's something you need to focus on a bit yeah. more. I sometimes uh, read um, an upside-down card as saying you have to change your perspective in this area. And, yeah, like I think you're saying something similar, like or, or you have to notice that there's something out of balance in this very positive area of your life. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, yeah. I agree. There's a couple of cards, though, that are like disruptor cards. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> like what? Like... We are, yeah, which ones? Well, <laughs> the disruptor ones is actually um, Kanunos. Ah, uh, yes. You know, you can have that really chaos, you know, chaotic yes. underworld sort of. I suppose of, the Morrigan um, too. In that and one. the Morrigan, yeah. exactly. She's the other one. So mm. they're sort of the, you know, the wild cards, the disruptor, that, that, that energy that can be a little bit more potentially, um, you know, untamed and a yeah. little bit more unexpected. Yeah, unsettling. Mm -hmm. Kind of like the death card is, it's got a, it, you know, up, it's, um, you know, not reversed, it's saying there's a big change, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're seeing something similar, aren't they, I suppose. Definitely, so, yeah. definitely. Mm. And that's part of life too, isn't it, really? Um, they're not all about, life's not about, you know, like unicorns, you know, like oh, in rainbows all the time. Sometimes, you know? no. <laughs> <laughs> and Druidry doesn't you believe it's all about, you know, like singing unicorns and powder puffs. You know, we know that we have the seasons of the year, we have the summer, you know, yeah. and we have the the. the the um you know the, the 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 winter where we might choose to have that inward perspective rather than outwards yeah. yeah well i think yeah you find that real happiness is in recognizing that life is all part of that cycle where you have to go through the winter to get to the summer again you know It'll, definitely all, yeah it's all part of the the ebb and flow of things it is sure. it is and then we can laugh and be silly yeah <laughs> Oh, I think that's, um, I don't, is there anything else you'd like to share about it? Because I think that's been pretty awesome. Well, thank you, Julie. That's okay. Um, I can't think of anything. Um, I suppose, you know, it's like, you know, the only thing I'd say is, you know, if, if you're, you know, you have this inspiration to something wild and crazy, yeah, you know, do it, totally. you know, and, and see it through. Yeah. So, yeah, just get that pen ready to get that idea out whenever it hits you at the grocery store. Watch out. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the grocery store is where it happens. <laughs> oh. <laughs> totally. Um, and uh, have you got any, like, workshops or anything else like that sort of thing planned? Or are you going to do a launch of this? Or, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And you said I, you mentioned New Zealand, feel. so you're going to be doing something, are you going to be doing anything about it specifically at the OBOD Assembly in New Zealand in January? 
Yeah, I, I will have a little workshop on there. And I will say it's one of those things I'm just running so fast to try to do all this stuff because it's it's been – I only really started drawing them in the beginning of April. So it's been a really fast, um, you know, turnaround. Um, though I spend hours and hours drawing each one, but uh, we won't talk about, you know, um, that. We'll think about no, all the time. No, I did drawing. It was great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I plan to. I, I – <laughs> Plan to launch there and do a workshop. And also we've got the Mind, Body, Spirit um, in Brisbane in March. So my, my plan is to have, um, you know, my decks for sale there. And I'd love to um, – I'm going to apply to do a talk about Druidry at the Mind, Body, Spirit. And I don't know that anyone's actually ever done that before. How exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. So that'll be really cool. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I've got planned is I'm going to do a little Facebook group for people with the cards and, you know, like, you know, to provide that bit of support because, you know, it's a new system and, yep. you know, maybe a little bit different. So, yeah, that's what I'll probably do. Fabulous. And people can already follow you. You've got a page on Facebook. I have. I'm yep, Druid Wisdom Oracle, and I'm also on Instagram um, as well. So and it's a slightly yeah. different name on Instagram, isn't it? What is it on Instagram? Um, it's Druid Wisdom Oracle. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. the same. Okay. I'm only just new to Instagram, so right. yeah, I'm not, I'm not really. really I will. Fun, I will add the yeah. links anyway in the the notes um, for the podcast, so people can just click on it. Um, and uh, yeah, if um, if people want to get one of these prototype decks while they last, how can they find out? Should they just contact you there through Facebook? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. and also you know I'll happy to take people's names you know for next year when I have great. you know proper print run. Yeah, I'd love to hear from people. Fantastic. Yeah, and we'll, we'll put an email address for you there for people that don't have Facebook to. Oh, thank you. So yeah, fantastic. Right, well, thanks Jill. so much. And, um, Thank you, truly. Thank yeah, you. It's been really fun. I'm really excited to to um to hear more about it and see them and get my set. Woo! <laughs> posting on Monday. Thank hey. you. Yeah. Thank I'm you. On Monday. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you very Thanks much. Very much.